Well, uh, Pastor John mentioned goal anointing. What will happen a little bit later in the service, down the front here, our ministry team will come. They'll have oil ready to anoint your goal. So you've got on your chair uh, a card, one of these little cards, that 2024 goals. You might have come prepared with your goals. You might have your goals on your phone. Uh, we try not to put oil on your phone, but we, what happens with the anointing of oil, we're committing them to God. We're giving them to Him. We're setting them apart for God. We, we want God on our goals. We want Him right there in the foundation of our goals today. So we, you know, we want His favor. We want His blessing. And because you know what, Pastor John even mentioned it earlier, like He has a plan for us, a plan to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. He's got plans for you. So our goals today, as we write them down, I just feel that as I speak, like God is going to, not necessarily even anything to do with what I'm talking about, but start to bring vision, fresh vision and dreams, and they're going to bubble up on the inside of you, and you're going to write them down. So have your pens there, you've got a pen, and you've got the thing. So be ready, be ready to write it down, okay? Good. Very good. This month we have been speaking into, you know, getting our dreams, dreaming again, like calling on the promises of God, that it's a new year and it's the same God. But boy, God is moving. He is moving already in this year. So like uh, my dad, he was on his way to the Sunshine Coast. He lives in Sydney. And anyway, I get a phone call and he goes, I'm lost. I'm like, where are you? He goes, I don't know. Like, there's a roundabout down there. There's some sort of shop down there. I'm like, is there any street names? I said, like, are you actually on the Sunshine Coast? He goes, I think so. But, but have you ever been anywhere uh, like that you've not been before without a map or Google Maps? I mean, it's not a smart thing to do because you don't even know what direction to head into. And not only that, you actually need to know where you are right now. And so with our goals, when we set our goals, we, we don't need, only need to know where we want to go. We need to know where we are right now so that we can find the most direct. Like I mean, I love that on Google. It's got all those different uh, ways. I want the shortest, fastest, quickest, most possible way. But that's what we can do when we've got goals. So goals give us direction. That's why we need them. I mean, many people would have identified this year, I'm not talking about you guys, many people would have identified all the changes that they want in their life. You know, they want to get fit, they want to get healthy, they want to make more money, they want to, you know, climb a mountain, all these things, like lots of things. But unfortunately, unless you actually put some focus into it, uh, it probably fizzles out at least by February if it hasn't already. That's why we have goals. So goals, they focus our energy. Like diffused energy doesn't really have much power, but focused energy has enormous power. Apostle Paul, he said in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26, so I run, but not without a clear goal ahead of me. So I box, this kind of box. So I box, but not as if I were just shadow boxing. Meaning he's not just punching the air, like if he's going to go for something, he's going to hit something. And that's what we want to do with our goals. We don't just want to willy-nilly write them down. We want to hit our goals. We want to hit the target. We want to we achieve what we actually have as a goal. So, yeah, so Apostle Paul, he wasn't just, he wasn't mucking around. He wasn't running around in circles. He had purpose. 
and he was moving toward it. Goals, they turn intentions into actions. They help us to focus on things uh, that are worth doing. And it actually starts to cut off the things that are not worth doing. Goals stretch our faith. We need to have a faith gap in our goals. We need that gap to let God move and work so that when we achieve that goal, we know it's not just us. We know, whoa, I couldn't have done that without God's input. I couldn't have. I couldn't have thought that way without God's input. I couldn't have driven, like, you know, got the drive to do this without God's encouragement. So that's why we need to have a faith gap in our goals. Goals, they build our character. It's the process of chasing your goals that God uses to develop the kind of character that he wants you to have. You might start off wanting to be something in particular. You might want to be a pastor, but you're not there yet. But what he does, when you set goals, he starts to work on the inside of you, the character you need to be a pastor or to be a pilot or be, you know, he leads you there, he helps you and he draws out that character in you when you focus. Like you might be here today and uh, you've never had a relationship with God. I mean, one of God's most important goals to him is to have a relationship with him. It is. That's his goal. He thinks about you all the time. You might not even know him, but he's thinking about you. I've got a goal. I want to have a relationship with Julie. I want to have a relationship with Katie. I want to have a relationship with Ben. Like, I, I want to, so he's thinking about you. That's his goal. So you might be here and you don't have a relationship with him. A little bit later, I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite him into your heart. He's a good God and he loves you. So just to show of hands, who has set goals before? Oh, lots of people. That's so good. That's so. Who's achieved goals before? Great. Who's not achieved goals before? I mean, I've got like all my hands and my feet up. Like I've had, I've, over the years, and even before I was a Christian, I've set goals. I've, I've done some great things and had some great successes and also some not so great things. Like, like the time I wrote my goals down and never looked at them again. I found them like two years later and thought, oh, how interesting. <laughs> Do you think I got any of them? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But that, that's what I mean. So it's, I'm going to go over a few things that I have learned over time from taking, uh, from doing my goals. They work for me and hopefully some of it might work for you. But it's just something that works for me in achieving them. Not just writing them down, but achieving them. In Proverbs uh, 13, 16, it says, A wise man thinks ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about it. God wants us to think ahead. A wise person thinks ahead. Goals, they give you direction, motivation, purpose, and focus. So whatever you are focusing on right now for 2024, and you think about it. What are you actually focusing on? It might be building your business. It might be uh, writing a book. Whatever. You know, what are you focusing on? Because whatever you're focusing on is actually where you're heading in your future. So that's why we don't want you to focus on things that you don't want. Don't focus on all this debt you've got and you've got really no way of getting rid of it. Don't focus on that. You want to focus on where you want to go to. So, and, and head in that direction. Like, there's lots of areas that you can do goals uh, for. Family, faith, finances, uh, fun, further education, fruitfulness, friendships, 
But the thing is, is not to have too many goals. I mean, I usually pick a few of those areas and I usually have one goal for each one, one main goal, because what I do after that is break it down into smaller goals, that one main one, how I actually get there. So it's like a plan. It's like my plan, but I have one goal so, so that I can focus, because if I'm praying in an area, because I pray into my goals every day, but I'll get into that. So the first thing, how can you achieve your goals? Number one is to write down your goals. And you know what? You could do that one today. You could write down your goals, or you may have brought them along for the goal anointing. So in Habakkuk 2.2, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets, uh, tables, so he may run that reads it. So it starts off there. The Lord answered me. That means we must have asked him. So that's what, 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 so when we write down our goals, let's ask God first. Let's look to Him. Let's put some prayer into what does God want for us? Because He always wants more and the best for us, usually a lot more than we want for ourselves. So that's why we ask God. We turn to Him, we look to Him, and we write it down. Uh, there is like a Dr. Gail Matthews, she was a psychology professor in Dominican University found in the research she did, this is quite a few years ago, that people who write down their goals are 42% more likely to do them. But it also says, if you wrote your goal down and you told your friend about it, the likelihood increases to 78%. Whoa! And that's why, we, like, when you get your goals anointed, well, you're telling your friends about it. Really, you're telling your friend Jesus all about your goals. So you're starting off really well today with your goals. Now, I did my own little research. I've got my goals here from 2023, last year. So I've gone, no, no, no reading. They're personal. <laughs> so I've got my goals, and I went through, I mean, I kept a lot of goals, which is, like, awesome. But I probably, when I look at percentage-wise, I have achieved 80% of my goals. So maybe that works, that writing it down and telling a friend about it. The other, uh, there was another like 15% that I haven't achieved them, but they started to move in the direction that, that I was focusing on. And then the rest, like the other 5%, well, I realised I didn't really want it bad enough. Like, remove it. It's just not worth being on there. If you're wishy-washy about your goals, don't even bother. Don't bother putting it down there. You need to have a burning desire for what you want because it's the only thing that will compel you to do it. You need a burning desire on the inside for that. So, yeah, so there's the goals. So in Romans 4.17, it says, Call the things that are not as though they were. So not only do I write down my goals, but I actually read them every day out loud. Oh, I know, just my main goals. I know it looks busy on there, but remember, most of it is the plan. It's not my actual goal. My goal's at the top. So I read my goal out and I pray into it. And I attach scriptures to my goals. Like, for example, uh, my finances. You know, a, a lady prophet years ago prophesied over me. Uh, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth, and he adds no sorrow to it. Now, at that time, I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, 
and I found that very hard to believe. But what happened, I put it on my goals because I wanted to pay my debt off. And God gave me a scripture, own no one anything except to love one another. Like that's in Romans 13, 8. Owe no one anything. And I thought, well, how is that going to happen? I owe so much. But I started to pray and pray and pray. I mean, it, it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. But there, there was a few years that I, I like, seemed like it was going down a little bit. But what happened in the last four years, I had $200,000 debt to go. But because of the prayer and because of the ideas God gave me, because that's what happens. When you pray into your goals, God gives you ideas. God gives you ways. He gives you wise ways. I got an idea on how to increase my income. I got an idea on how to decrease my expenses. And in the last four years, I had 200000 and I paid the 200000 off in four years. Like it was like, but, but what happened, it was the build-up beforehand of, of earning, like starting to earn more income, starting to get more diligent with the income I had. And that's what happens when you attach scriptures to your actual goal. It's got the power of the word of God. It does. In Jeremiah 1, uh, verse 12, it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. Whose word does he watch over? Your shed? No, 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 no. He watches over his word. So when we put his word on our goals, he's watching over that to perform it. So that's the power of having scripture and reading it daily and attaching the word of God to it. Uh, and just saying it over and over again, because really, and I'm sure you know, the success doesn't happen by accident. It's not an accident. When we write our goals down, when we keep them on the front of us, you know, that we keep them in our focus, God moves. He gives us clues. He puts the right people around us. He puts the right people at the right time and the right way because he's so awesome and he loves us. So that is the first point. Write your goals down. Number one. Woo, how are you going? Good? You writing them down? Great. Number two, have discipline and consistency with your plan. Already I'm starting to get triggered by that. Oh, I'm such a procrastinator. I'm not joking, but I'll, I'll talk more about that later. You know, we, we, we uh, celebrated Rod. Now, Rod, last year, he ran a marathon in uh, Ocean Road in Victoria. A marathon. That's nuts. I mean, that's not on my goals, believe me. But anyway, but he didn't decide to run the marathon a week before he did it, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. So really, the discipline is setting up the training program to do that. The consistency is running regularly. It's multiple times a week and then increasing the uh, distance over time. So that's it. The, the discipline is the training program uh, plan for it and the consistency is running regularly. You see, small actions or habits done consistently have a huge, massive impact. I'm going to show you one of the habits that I have that, that has a massive impact on me, on my whole life, really, and everything that I do. So we'll talk about that real soon. My, one of my goals on here is always to grow in my relationship with God. That's my number one goal. I want to, I want to know Him. I want to know Him more. I want to know Him. I want to make Him known. It's just always been a goal, and I, I love that goal. But I, it doesn't mean that it's easy. 
It's not easy. One, and then I've got it broken down. Well, I want, to have a, I want to have time with him every day. So I had to think of a way that is going to attract me to have time with God. That's going to help me, make it easy for me. Get in a bit of a habit of doing that. And I have a habit, but it's taken a while. It took a while to do that, but I've got a habit on how to do that. And it comes from discipline and consistency. They are a key. Uh, like God, like, like with my relationship with him, the discipline is reading the Bible. It's praying. It's spending time with God. The consistency is doing it every day and making it a habit. I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is uh, go and make myself a nice green tea. Yeah, and all the green tea drinkers said, come on people, they left me hanging. Oh, here we go, one hand, thank you Judy. I see your hand there, you green tea drinker. Wow, the rest of you guys, you've got work to do. You've got work to do. So I go make a green tea and then I go back into my room. Can we have picture one, please? This is where I pray. This is where I read the word. There's my Bible. I have my iPad. It's always there because that's how I journal. I journal on electronically. There's my cup of green tea. Yeah, I get excited, people. Uh, but here I've got, I've got my pens, books, journals. If I wanted to write something down or I felt in the mood for drawing, I never do. But here's my guitar. Ja-jing, 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 jing, jing, jing. You know, if I feel like getting into it with God and worshipping. And I just love playing the guitar to God. I mean, he loves it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> but, oh, look at the pillow. If you dream big enough, nothing, uh, anything can come true. If you dream big enough, anything can come true. So things like that trigger my mind. When I go back, I think, I see that and I think, come on, I want to dream big. I want to dream big enough. Because I know that all things are possible with God. So I sit down there, and I, you can take that down now. So I sit down there, and I, I will, not necessarily in any order, but I will pray, I'll read the Word of God, you know, I, I, I will journal, because if, if God gives me a download about a specific scripture, I always get a scripture, write it down. What do I think about that? What do you think about that, God? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's awesome, and I love it. And it's become such a habit. Uh, I, I, even when I'm away, I have everything electronically. So, like, the way that I do things. Because the next picture, part of my quiet time is also praying into my goals. So I'll have the next picture. So there, you saw the guitar in the first one. So here are my goals. And here are the people uh, that I pray for. Uh, like my leaders, like Pastor John and Dan. Like, there's a photo of you, like, here like down there, you know, like, like but, but because I, yeah, you're right, yeah, 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 take the photo down, take the photo down, <laughs> no, but, but, but I do, but I pray, uh, why I like the photos, because I like to see their faces as I'm praying, it just helps me to concentrate, because I'm not kidding, I get distracted very easily, so I, sight actually helps me, like seeing it helps me to do that. Uh, then I put, I have constant recurring reminders on my phone about my quiet time with God. So for example, if I did happen to miss it, like it's going to sit there until I do it. And I hate things sitting in my reminder thing. I've got to do it. I will need to tick it off. Tick it off. So 
It helps me to continually do the things that will give me a better relationship with God, will grow me in God, will grow my relationship with Him. I mean, other goals that I have on that, that part are to, I wanted to do a prophetic course uh, last year, and I did, I did it. So it takes time and it takes focus. I wanted to go to a conference, uh, another conference in Melbourne. I went to that conference, but they're all on my goals because they're part of my plan. So they're the breakdown, the little goals I want to do to achieve the bigger goal. All right, and I've got that for all my different sorts of goals. Even getting fit, I don't know why I did this, but last year I, at Pilates, you know I like Pilates. It's so cool. I love it. You can breathe awesome. You like flexible, all that sort of stuff. Like Pilates is, is amazing, and I like it. And there are milestones at Pilates. There was a hundred class one, kick that. There's a 250 uh, classes one, kick that. And then the next one was 500. So last year, at the beginning of the year, I mean it, I do not know. I, I think it was a God sneaky thing. I'd done uh, 275 classes at the time, at the beginning of the year. So I had, to kick the 500, I had to do 225 classes in one year. So that was, believe me, that's steep. It's because it's not just going there, it's the time to go there. There's a lot going on. I've got to try and fit it in. So I worked it out, 225 divided by 48, because I get four weeks holiday and I might not be here. Uh, you know, works out to 4.68 times per week. So really, it's kind of like five, because if you do four, then you've got to do five. You might have to do five for two weeks. So, so this is what I mean by breaking it down, breaking it down. And uh, honestly, I had sometimes when I did three a week, but the thing is, if I hadn't set that goal, it wouldn't have driven me to go. I'd think, oh, big deal, only done three. I don't care. But then I look, because on it, I know how many classes I've got. It just ticks over every one you do. So you'd be happy to hear on the 29th of December, getting on in there, I did my 500th class. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is how goals can work. They work. And I mean, I do feel fit from doing it. But it's, 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 so you've got to think of what's behind your actual goal. What will actually help you to get your goal? What is, what is the little breakdown that will happen? So we've got write your goals down, read them out every day, keep them in your face. Uh, then we've got number two was have discipline and consistency with your plan. Okay, and now number three is to take action. And this is where I also have problems because... Uh, <laughs> well, let's read a scripture first. <laughs> In Proverbs 16.3 it says, Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Now, I have been known to procrastinate. I don't know if any of you are like that, but I, it annoys me, but I can't help it. You know, it's that saying, it's that saying you know, why do today what you can do tomorrow? Like, like it's just... And I found what actually does that to me is when the goal is so big and that's all I'm looking at, the big goal. And I think it just makes me tired looking at it and I think, oh man, I don't feel like doing anything about that goal. So what I've learned from doing that is not to look at the completed goal, but to identify the first step, the one step, the first step and do that. First step and do that. So it's, it's, it's all about the start not the finish. You've got to get moving. 
and especially things I don't like. And even when you set goals, even for example, if you wanted to buy a house, there are certain things that you have to do in order to do that. You've got to find out how much money can you borrow. You've got to find out how much money you have to save. You've got to find out, uh, like, it might be researching the kind of house you want. So all those things, some people might love it, not necessarily though, but it is your goal that you want a house. So there are sometimes things in goals that you aren't going to like to do. And I've certainly found that. So uh, for years now, I've been using the 45-15 rule. Has anyone heard of that? 45-15? No one! Oh, wow! Okay. Well, I, I don't know where I got it from. Years ago, though, I heard about the 45-15 rule, where uh, for 45 minutes, I make myself <laughs> do the first step, or, like, or at least start the first step. 45 minutes, and usually it's something that I don't like. It could be like cleaning, I don't like that either. But I'm, and for 45 minutes, I'm gonna put away all distractions. I'm not gonna answer the phone, I'm not gonna look at anything. I'm gonna, for 45 minutes, I'm gonna get to ever, get to do whatever it is that I wanna do, straight. I'm just gonna smash it out. Even if it kills me, I'm gonna make myself do it. So, I, and I've done this, it's a habit now. That is also, so when I, whenever I feel procrastination, I think, well, I'm gonna do it for 45 minutes, because then in the 15 minutes, you get a break. Now what happens, after you've done it for 45 minutes, and you have a break in the 50, I mean, usually I just have a break in the fridge, because that's what I wanna do during the 45 minutes, but I don't, because I'm just gonna concentrate on doing what I'm supposed to be doing. One of the things that uh, annoys me the most, and it's to do with my finances, it's, it's preparing tax returns. And I don't know why, but I just leave it and leave it and leave it and leave it. So then I think, nope, 45 minutes. I go 45 minutes, I just start doing it. What happens, I might, I'll have my 15 minute break, but I wanna get back to it. When you start to make a little dent in it, it you get momentum. You think, yeah, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it happening. I'm gonna make this happen. So it's 45, 15, 45, 15. Sometimes I'll do 45 of one thing, 15 break, do 45 of something else, 15 break. But it's really helped me uh, to kill procrastination because like discipline kills procrastination. But it's not always an easy thing. So there's a little tip for you. 45, 15 rule. What was that? Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Like for example, fitness. You might want to go on a walk. Maybe it's you walk 45, but you don't like walking. You're just gonna walk 45 minutes. You know, walk halfway there, halfway back, and you've done it. Then you can have your 15-minute break and eat your donut. But, or it might be studying. It might be studying. Like, because to learn things, to do new things, and it could be any type of study, whether it's uni, whether it's Bible college, whatever it is, sometimes assignments and that, oh, it's like, oh, no. But 45 minutes straight, no distractions. So for me, I uh, have to get rid of distractions. Like, the word distraction actually means pulling apart separating. Yeah, when you know that, you think, oh, no. It still doesn't help me. I don't know. I think there's something going on. Anyway, in Proverbs 4, 25 and verse 26, it says, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. How about that? Ignore the sideshow. Uh, watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. See, my phone is probably my greatest distraction. 
Uh, so what I do when I'm doing my 45, even though I'll set the alarm, I mean, I actually set an alarm for 45, I'll put it in the next room so I'm not looking at it. And I start getting all these great ideas about other things when I'm supposed to be doing something like, gee, I wonder if I got the butter. Like, you know, and so, so what I do now, instead of going up and looking to see whether I got butter, I'll just write down butter. Or, oh, wow, I've got this great idea for something else. Oh, I'll just write that down. You're like, don't get up. Stick and stay the course. So that, there it is. It's just so good. So take action. So if you want a new car, and like get out there and do some research if you don't know what sort of car you want, but be specific. What sort of car do you want? You know, what color is it? What does it look like? Take it for a test drive. What does it smell like? Ooh, new car smells so good. And, and like, that, you know, it's, but, but get yourself in it. Get yourself feeling like you've got it. And then when you pray into it, that feeling will come. That sight will come. Get a picture of it, stick it on your fridge, whatever works for you. If you're looking at, at getting rid of debt, work out where you are right now and stick it on a board, which is what I did. I said, where I put my goals, I had my debt, and then I would see it going down. It actually brings momentum. It's like, I'm so excited about this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and it makes you sacrifice things that you would normally do sometimes because you just wanna see that goal. It makes you think, I still wanna go on holiday, but maybe I won't spend as much, those sorts of things. So what, what is it for you while you're writing that down? Like, I hope you're writing your goals down because very soon we are going to be praying for them. Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, we lift our goals up to you, Lord, and we thank you that you've got new keys for new doors. I thank you, Father, that you've not only anointed our goals, but you've anointed us. Father, give us strategies, give us a plan. Thank you, Lord, that you would put the right people in the right place at the right time around us, Father. Oh, Lord, help us, help us with our discipline. Help us to read them daily. Help us, Lord, to keep our focus on you and keep our focus on our goals. Father, we thank you for what you're gonna do in 2024. We love you, Lord. We praise your name. Come on, let's give Jesus a mighty hand. He's the king. He is. I'm going to hand it back to Pastor Josh. There he is.